0: Stylists, especially when they're young, they don't know if it's them or their tool. And in a lot of cases, people are fighting their tool, but they don't realize it and they think it's them.
1: Welcome to the number one episode of The Therapist. Did you know, Trey, that you were going to be my very first episode since you are kind of important to this episode? And no. every episode to come.
0: Okay. Whenever you told me about the idea, I was like, I want to be on your show. I want to be on your show.
1: Thank you. So, for all of you that don't know Trey, he is an angel that came through my door to sharpen all my shears when my favorite hair sharpener, shear sharpener, disappeared. And here he comes walking through the door with all of his tools, and he even told me he would do them right here, right now, and I would get them back immediately. Needless to say, I was pretty stoked about it.
0: Cameron, it was awesome that day, because I've only lived here, it's been 18 months now, so I'm still new in the area. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Trey Beach and I'm Sharp and I offer on-site shear sales and sharpening. So when I first moved here, I just went on Google Maps and I typed hair salons. And then I found Hair Poetic, knocked on the door. And I really actually expected when I moved here to get a lot of no's because everyone has their guy. Everyone's loyal to their guy. It's COVID. It was going to be difficult. And then Cameron's like, hey, can you hold on a second? Hey, you got time to do like six or seven shares? i like, Absolutely, I do. Most of the time, like that was a very powerful moment because most people, I like to call it the guinea pig me and they'll just give me one. Or if there's multiple stylists in the salon, one or two will give me a try on one of them that they don't really care about. And then the stylist will be like, hey, how was the work? How is it? What's, what, is it good? So, like, right out of the gate, getting six or seven in one stop first visit is like the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow.
1: Well thank that's you. That's not
0: a, not that's not very common. And <laughs> what was really great having that many shears to serve, we got to know each other. I, I really consider you a great friend. Thank you so much for, for having me on the very first show.
1: Thank you. So I have a few questions for you because everybody's gonna want to know. First of all, I'm gonna ask, where did you come from? <laughs> Besides heaven. <Hey. laughs>
0: I'm originally from Missouri, but 18 months ago, as I mentioned, I moved here from New York City because I lived there for two years. I started servicing shears in Missouri because my mom, she's cut hair for 30 years. So I grew up in the hair salon and really absorbed a lot.
1: That was going to be um, my next question. How did you get into this? So you're already on it. Good job.
0: You know, the, the name of the podcast being The Chairpist, I've always heard the expression, I, which I love, Chairpist. It's super powerful in the fact of, because that's exactly what's going on with working behind the chair is, I've always heard the expression as the herapist. But in reality, I think therapist is more of a, a better definition. Now, growing up in my mom's salon, she started beauty school when I was young and she would practice on my head while she was in school. She graduated and had her own salon. She used me to sweep floors, Pull papers off perm rods. I folded towels. I just did all of the assistant work. And truth be told, I did not appreciate it at the time (laughs) because I was just a young kid. And at that time, it just sounded like women gossiping. You know, I wanted to be at home and play video games. I grew up, I studied industrial electricity with the controls emphasis, which is just fancy degree terms for automation. So I thought I was going to program robots when I got older. Little fun fact, I don't think I shared this with you, but whenever I graduated college, I, I did get a job at Unilever and Unilever is the manufacturer of Suave shampoo and conditioner.
1: What? That's wild. I know about Unilever, so, but I didn't know you worked for Unilever.
0: So I helped bottle suave shampoo and conditioner. I actually like always had a little bit of a foot in the beauty industry without knowing it. You know, I've wrecked some hair behind the scenes <laughs> by, <laughs> by helping them distribute the suave shampoo. They actually put me on the line to count bottles and caps. And that's not exactly what my degree was in. I wanted to make the machinery work. Not yeah. sit and make sure that the machine is operating because that just involves pushing buttons, picking up boxes that have fallen over. It's not the the glamorous job that I thought I was going to get. One of the things though growing up in the salon is it's the original network. Like you are one person away if you talk to a hairstylist from anyone you want to meet, anyone you want, you want to know the dirt on anything.
1: I have a nickname. It's kind of ridiculous. It's uh, it. the mayor of Tacoma because I apparently know everybody. <laughs> I don't mean to know everybody, but unfortunately, I come from a long line of people knowing people. And then you go to a school, a Catholic school that everybody knows each other's family. Plus you come from an Italian family that's very large and you're related to every Italian in Tacoma. So then you just keep expanding in the Pacific Northwest out to who you know and who you're related to. And then add the hair industry into it and you have 1 million friends and family.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. And now that you say that, like every time I've come in to uh, service your shears, there's always seems to be a conversation like, hey, do you know so-and-so? Or you need to go talk to so-and-so and and you will get whatever is needed. So that's very powerful. And just what you described, my mom had a very similar reach because my mom also had tanning beds in her salon and I was the bed cleaning boy. And there was a gentleman, he always actually appreciated my work ethic. And he's like, hey, I got a job for you. Like that'll get you out of Unilever. So it got me out of working night shift and I actually went to work for 10 years doing air quality testing all over the nation and that was a little more related to what i went what i studied in school but there was a drawback with it and that drawback was i traveled all by myself i had to drive a truck and trailer with the the equipment i did it for 10 years but i boohooed to my mom mom oh, this job she's like you should totally do shears I was like, "What? you're crazy. She's like, no, like, you know exactly what's going on in the salon. You understand everything. You'd be fantastic. You know how to talk to people. You really do. It's a huge need. You'd be great at it. Hey, what do I got to lose? I went and and the biggest advantage was my mom, throughout her career, she bought shears like crazy. She has more shears than you, Cameron.
1: What? Nobody has more shears than I do. (laughs) she does (laughs) that's so cool that your mom got you into that and that you are very successful and i see you being really successful but really the biggest reason why i have you on here is because i want to tell everybody why it's so important to keep your tools sharp
0: shears are actually the cornerstone of the hair industry and people don't know it through my travels being in missouri new york city and here in washington I've actually had the chance to go into the beauty schools and what I've discovered is it doesn't matter where you live, what school you attend, no one talks about what's a good shear, no one talks about what's a bad shear, and no one talks about how to maintain it. And the reason being is the license is about safety and sanitation.
1: That's what I'm talking about going through COVID. I was like, why would you shut us down? Our licensing is all safety and sanitation. We just get lucky having skill, being able to do hair.
0: <laughs> because that is all that is drilled into the head. No one is actually taught about their shears. And the instructors, they don't know. So they can't give what they don't have. They just, hey, I'm here to teach safety and sanitation, a couple cuts, boom, you're on your way. You're going to conquer the world.
1: I mean, I so thought I was going to for sure.
0: <laughs> what's people actually feel how a shear is supposed to perform, understand how it's supposed to perform, then everything comes together because no one talks about shears. Stylists, especially when they're young, they don't know if it's them or their tool. And in a lot of cases, people are fighting their tool, but they don't realize it. And they think it's them. So then they actually kind of lose a little bit of confidence. In reality, if you just know that your shear's good, it's ready to blaze through hair, then everything else will come into place because not only is just having a a tool that's really razor sharp because you're going to cut hair faster, which means you're going to be able to book more and you're going to do more haircuts in a day, but there's actually another little aspect of shears and everyone understands the microscopic level with hair, skin, and nails, with products. But people do not make the connection about their shears coming in contact with the hair follicle on the microscopic level. If it's important with products, it's important with shears. People actually have a habit of putting off sharpening because one, they don't know what's good, they don't know what's bad, and they don't know how to really maintain it. It just always goes to the back burner and in a lot of cases, stylists are using two dola shears, which microscopically tears the hair follicle. And then what gets microscopically torn, turns into the split end a week or two later. Why does this matter? Because everyone has moved on from that haircut. The client, they think that they're missing some magic potion product. And then they see that Suave has something that's going to smooth their hair.
1: Darn it, Suave. it's going to
0: be better. So just having a regular maintained shear perform at its best regularly is you're going to cut hair faster and you're going to give your client the best cut that they've ever had because you're cutting hair faster and then you'll sell more products because they're not going to go down the rabbit hole thinking that this product just didn't do it. That one just didn't do it.
1: Yeah, Um,
0: And it's really, it comes down to shears. You know, that's why my, My slogan is, it starts with sheer confidence.
1: Well, and we've totally geeked out on this before when you've been in the shop with me. And, you know, I know not everybody really cares about these really intricate little pieces of the puzzle. But it's super important. I do believe like it doesn't matter if you have like my friends, um, I call them my friends, you know, they're my acquaintances of in the education field, um, Jacob Kahn and his friend Ben, they do fancy scissors, and they're really reasonably priced. So it's, they're marketable, people can afford them no matter where you are in your career. I, I do have the Hatori Hanzo as well. And then there's, you know, the beautiful curved Kevin Murphy shears. And as long as those are taken care of, you can have those work for you for a long time. You know, there's the shears that you can just buy at the beauty supply. Some people, that's all they can afford and that's totally fine, but they should be very well maintained and taken care of.
0: You know, I get asked all the time, what's the best shear? What's the best shear? What I like to do is teach people what to look for because there's actually a lot of great shears on the market because there are differences in what you pay in the quality of the steel. Really, the biggest choice that I tell people is your biggest decision in choosing a shear is to choose to maintain it. You know, I have two analogies with cars. You know, I say that you can't turn a Ford into a Ferrari. It's just not going to cut better if the quality of steel isn't there. Or the design only can perform what it can perform but here's the other little thing that stylists go down the rabbit hole is they think i'm gonna buy the ferrari i mean the ferrari of shears and then they think that they actually don't have to maintain it as often because they paid more for it no if you see people that actually buy the ferrari car What are they doing? Taking it to the mechanic every month, changing the oil. We are not
1: endorsed by Ferrari, just to be clear. (laughs) No, we're not. (laughs) Or any Um, of the uh, products I've mentioned on this podcast, other than Style Sharp shears.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I hope that those car analogies actually help because there's a lot of great shears on the market. There is no one size fits all. This is the best. Everything else is garbage. And if anyone tries to tell you that, they got an agenda. The truth is there's a lot of great shears, but there's more garbage than there is great. And therefore you just need to dedicate, I'm going to maintain this shear, whichever it's going to be. There is a little forgiveness on, on the spectrum of shears, but it really boils down to stay on top of it do not wait till they can't cut and then think that's the day to get, this, get it serviced because now it's clear it's actually a bit too late because you're either having clients with split ends consistently or you're taking too long to do cuts.
1: Absolutely. I think you're right on the mark with that, right on the precision cut with that. <laughs> um, before we wrap up here, you yourself have some shears that you offer to clients as well.
0: I do. I do. They are style sharp shears. At the time of this recording, they're actually not available. There's there's some logistical issues right now. But I am very hopeful by the the end of this year, I will actually have a tangible shear with my branding on it because I actually, you know, with five years of doing nothing but beauty shears. I like bits of this brand. Mm-hmm. I like the handle of that one. Also having the chance to, to serve in salon, I get to talk, hey, Cameron, what do you like about this shear? Hey, Steve, what are, you, what are you looking for in a shear? All of that time, I, I really feel like I'm going to have shears that are going to be exactly what stylists want. Some of them are going to do desired effects that people actually haven't seen. I'll be able to do cutting demos and show the multiple ways. I'm really, really excited about this.
1: That's awesome. Yay, yeah, yeah,
0: You're going to get a pair.
1: It's like well, Christmas for, for everybody today. Well, what's great about the
0: on-site service is... All the manufacturers expect you to mail that tool back to them, but it takes one to eight weeks depending on the brand that you get. You need it every day. And then on top of it, the only way that stylists get the chance to choose a shear is either from pictures online or they're in the plastic case at the beauty supply houses. And you never get to feel them in your hand and see how it's going to perform. goes back to the beauty school. No one teaches what's good, no one teaches what's bad, and no one teaches how to maintain it. So people are just like, oh, that one's, that one's pretty. I'll get it. Um, My coworker thinks that this one's great, but people don't really know if it's going to be the sheer for them until you get behind the chair and work with it. So I love to do the little miniature cutting classes. You've, You've seen it. I don't just take over the show and take away from the client experience.
1: You camouflage right into the atmosphere. You either, you don't talk or you talk to whoever's interacting with you. You're wonderful.
0: That's, that's what it is because people are there for either therapy or they're there to be entertained.
1: Honestly, I think if they're in my salon, they're probably here for the therapy and for the entertainment. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on my very first episode. I am honored and I'm so thankful. And um, obviously in the following episodes, people will find out what I'm all about. But this was important for me to have you be the number one. So thank you so much for coming on. And I am so grateful for you. And I can't wait for everybody in the Pacific Northwest to meet you and maybe even beyond. You might even end up being a traveler. I feel, I feel it coming.
0: I would love for those people that you know to come on the show, share their experience. And the more that everyone shares the education, working behind the chair, it really helps everybody in the industry. You're an amazing networker. I love the potential of this show. So always reach out to me if there's anything I can help and serve with. I would love to be a part of it. I would love to leave everybody with my contact information because people are always able to reach out if there's ever any questions about shears, sharpening. The best way to get a hold of me is through my Instagram at, at style sharp shears. I share education there as I come across things in salon of things to avoid with that's harmful for your tools.
1: You have a, real, a lot yeah. of really great information on your Instagram. My
0: website is stylesharpshears.com. You can email me there. Or you can also, if you're outside of the Pacific Northwest of Western Washington, you can always mail your shears to me. I have instructions on my website and I can get those in two to three business days to you.
1: Yay, thank you so much, Trey. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Kevin.